Hi, this is Jeff Timmons of 98 Degrees. This is Patty Page. This is Barry White. Hey, I'm Avril Lavigne. This is Steve Winwood. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You're listening to The Sounds of Christmas. Okay. Welcome to The Sounds of Christmas podcast. I'm Ken Kessler. If you're new to this podcast, I want to start by saying thanks for joining us. If you're not new, welcome back. Either way, I'm glad you're here. Now, to avoid any confusion, I want to start off by saying there won't be any music played here. This is a place for conversation. I'll talk about Christmas music and some related topics, sometimes by myself and sometimes with guests. If you're looking for music, just go to soundsofchristmas.com and click on the tree or the player on the front page or on the Listen Now page. We play the best variety of Christmas music all year long. Well, except in October, when we play the best variety of Halloween music. Very excited to have Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees with us on the podcast today. Hi, Jeff. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Now, I I believe I read that you were instrumental in putting this band together back in the 90s. Is that right? Well, look, I, I love whoever wrote that because it's perpetuated throughout history. Right. <laughs> Look, I was the first one, probably naive or dumb, depending on what, what, which which adjective you want to use, to start start a group like this. Uh, but you know, I can't claim that I was a mastermind behind the whole thing. I started with some other guys, uh, went to California because you didn't have any of the internet capabilities back then. You had to go to LA or New York to make it, and you know, we started getting some some traction. Those guys quit, and then I ended up meeting you know Nick. Uh, got got introduced to Nick through a mutual friend and he brought Justin and Drew out who he had gone to school with. Obviously he's uh, Drew's brother and that's how we got started. But as far as me, you know, instrumental and, hey, you know, I, 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 Hey, the guys probably roll their eyes when they hear that, but I absolutely love it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. You're right. It's perpetuated. I see it everywhere. Where did the name 98 degrees come from? It's funny. We had a series of bad names. We were originally called just us. And then, you know, the, when we got signed, the label was like, no, you guys got to come up with something better than that. And we threw around a bunch of names. Verse 4 was another one. Inertia was one of Nick's brain, to, to brain children <laughs> that didn't quite see it into fruition. Uh, Forte was another one. And then, you know, we couldn't think of a name. And our manager's girlfriend, who was really pretty, and her friends, uh, they were they were in New York, and it was one of the first got signed. So why don't you guys call yourselves 98 Degrees? And we said, sure, whatever, uh, you know, if you guys like it, we like it. So I wish there was a more, uh, a, a cooler story behind it than that, but there's not. So, And you guys hit the scene, came out, whatever, the, the, the music started coming out around the same time. There were some other quote unquote boy bands, but the big difference, at least one of the big differences is that you guys wrote a lot of the music. Well, we wrote music and we sang a lot of stuff acapella, you know, we, and, and we were true harmony based, true quartet. We weren't put together. And, you know, at the time we hated that term called boy band because sure. there was a negative connotation that you don't sing live. You only dance, you're put together by some guru or a label. And, and that wasn't the case with us. I mean, certainly now that we're, you know, in our late forties and early fifties, we love being called a boy band or, you know, now it's a term of endearment. Uh, now it means you're associated with Backstreet and NSYNC, who sold 100 million records. And, you know, for us, um, you know, we're, we're proud and honored to to have that badge of honor as associated with us. But, no, we were different in that we were harmony-based, influenced by R&B pop music, like Boys to Men, Shy, Joe C, all the classic groups like The Temptations and Four Seasons and Four Tops. And uh, so we we didn't like that that connotation at first. 
think it was one of your early songs. Stevie Wonder joined you on that. How did that happen? Oh, man. I mean, that, speaking of Motown legends, I mean, uh, you know, for us, we were heavily influenced by Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson and Prince and a number of others. But, but um, you know, we were um, signed to Motown at the time and Disney approached us about doing a feature, a song for the feature film Mulan. And and to, to us, it was like, wow, you, you know, to be on a soundtrack of a Disney thing, that's amazing. So like, oh, by the way, Stevie Wonder's going to be on it as well. And so we absolutely were blown away by that. And originally, it wasn't supposed to be that he was going to sing on it. He was just going to play harmonica, but he heard the song. And then, you know, of course, he said, all right, let me... Uh, let me uh, lay down the second verse of that. Of course, you know, we're, we're like, absolutely. Are you kidding? So that was like a dream. Yeah, I, I bet. And it was a little bit later, but then Mariah Carey turned up. Yeah, I mean, she, she um, you know, approached us about doing a song with her. And of course, like I said, we're, we're influenced by Boys to Men. And certainly Mariah was a legend when she started becoming a legend when I was in high school. And so, yeah, you know, and, and she's one of the greatest diva singers of all time. I mean, she's right up there with Whitney and Celine and all that. And, and, um, and so we, uh, we, we absolutely were blown away by her asking us to do it. And, uh, you know, another person that joined us on that song was this R and B star Joe, who, uh, you know, I absolutely love the group loves. And so for us, again, another, another sort of a surreal moment for us. Are there other, you know, not to make this all about name dropping. Are there other, artists that you got to perform with or wish you had been able to? Oh, yes. There's a whole laundry list of, of wish list of people that we wish we got to perform with. I mean, Brian McKnight being one of them, of course, boys to men, we got to tour with them later, but um, we got to perform for Michael Jackson at, at his, you know, 25th anniversary special with wow. um, Luther Vandross and Usher. So live for him. Uh, so that was like a, an amazing experience for us too, but there's so many people, male and female, and groups that we'd love to work with. I mean, current people, Bruno Mars is incredible. The Weeknd's awesome. You know, so the, that list is pretty long. You guys had a hiatus for a little while, and you released uh, a couple solo albums. You toured with Jim Brickman. You know, again, the name dropping. Um, was that a Christmas tour? I know he's big on that. Or was this a, a non-seasonal thing? I got to tour. Yeah, we took a, we took about a ten year, eleven year break. Um, we all just got into different things. It really wasn't even by choice. We kind of just went in different directions and started families and di different career paths. But uh, during that time, I had the luxury and, and uh, honor of touring with Jim Brickman, who's an amazing artist. I mean, he's been around since we before we started, and he does an annual Christmas tour, and I jo joined him for two seasons of that, which was fantastic. I've seen video of it. I've never been able to. He's never been performing anywhere close where where I could go. I've had him on before and he's just amazing and he's performed with uh with with so many let's get into the christmas music you guys did a christmas album this christmas in 1999 and it went platinum whose idea was that or do you even remember well you know no i, I think we do remember we had wanted to do a christmas album because at that time you know although uh, you know, we did incorporate a lot of harmony into our music. You know, a lot of the R&B producers and pop producers were kind of shying away from that. They wanted to more simpler, uh, they wanted simpler arrangements. And so, you know, we, like I said, we started acapella, doing everything acapella. And we thought that Christmas music, you know, usually has, uh, you know, it's divided up into parts, tenor, tenor, bass, baritone, et cetera. And we were like, we love the music. And certainly uh, we, we proposed it to our label, and of course, the label jumps at it because they see it's an opportunity for a new an annuity, right? Christmas happens every year. Yep. They 
make money from it and and they can sell it every year and you know we just had incredible producers on that anders bag and on tour uh those guys did a lot of our hits and they just killed it with the arrangements and orchestration and that and you know at the time you know of course all the critics panned everything we did no matter what at that time even though it had an orchestra and traditional arrangement arrangements they said it was you know basically pop garbage or whatever but it, you know it, it ended up being one of the highest christmas albums of all selling albums of all time and so we have that honor and you know it's, it's interesting although a lot of our music and hits is st it's still recurrent on radio and on the streamers you see a huge spike at christmas time in the holiday season every year on all of our social media which is interesting it just seems like we're we're associated with the season which is amazing and after you went on uh the hiatus and you all were doing your own things you got back together and shortly after that let it snow came out another christmas album five six years ago yeah we're proud of that one as well i mean we um you know great arrangements on that one as well worked with a really great team out of australia and had a really good time with that you know we uh we we feel like that one kind of stands up it, it compares to the original and uh, uh, Christmas album we did and we're just happy that we have like a full embodiment of work uh, uh, in that space and just very pleased and happy that we can you know kind of just show our wares all of our our vocal ability on that and you know it's a sentimental time of the year and so uh, uh we love the fact that people can pop the, pop it, any of that music on and, and enjoy the holidays with us that second Christmas album had a version of the first Noel but you guys have recorded a new version out this season how did you decide to pick that one to redo? Well, it's interesting because we were trying last year. I did an arrangement of Oh Holy Night with a bunch of guys from my group and, you know, one of the guys from Motown and one of the guys from All for One. Uh, and, and it did really well in the charts. It was like top five. And and so, you know, it's just there, there are only so many Christmas songs, too. Right. That, you know, that 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 people are familiar with. And I had been messing around with an arrangement that, that we didn't end up putting on that that last Christmas album and a bunch of my friends had liked it and said, you should just put this one out too. So uh, I arranged that one and, and, and uh, a good friend of ours named Aaron Ellsworth, who is a great talented vocal producer and arranger as well, tweaked it a little bit. And we actually recorded that in October when we were on our tour uh, everywhere after our shows, we're all in hotel rooms, uh, you know, with equipment doing a Christmas song and, you know, uh, and, and then trying to turn it around in time to get out to the holidays. As you know, you got to have Christmas music. You're supposed to have it into the system in August. Right. So we, we were getting into the system late, but we we really love it. And it's it's performing well. It just reached 10 this week on the charts. And uh, you know, we've got another week to hopefully get it up to the top five or even better. But uh, we're, we're pleased with it. We love the arrangement on it. So when you see that arriving late in the season and still zooming up the charts does it make you think maybe some more christmas music might be on the way it just seems like something we're going to do our, for for our, the rest of our career it's something that works for us and people seem to like it and gravitate towards it so i toward it so i don't see us not doing it i think i think you're exactly right we'll probably do more of it as uh 2024 rolls around in just a, another week or so you guys hitting the road you have new music on the way what's what are your plans we at, we actually just released a pre-order for our new album. So you can go to our website and pre-order our new album. On that album, we're doing what a lot of the artists are doing, namely, you know, no, most notably Taylor Swift, uh, you know, re-recording your master so you gain ownership of your material, right? The labels own right. it. And you don't really get to capitalize on where it goes, how it goes, monetize it. 
So we're going to recreate our, five of our masters, five new songs. Our first single comes out uh, in probably mid-February. We debut at New Year's Eve uh, on, a, on a, a New Year's Eve special that Nextstar is presenting. Uh, and uh, it's called Got You. And Nick was part of the writing team on that. So uh, we're really pleased with that one and, and excited to see what the fans think of it. It's, it's kind of a throwback to our our original sound, you know, the ballad stuff with all the harmonies and, and you know, the love elements to it. And, and so we're really, really pleased with it. You going to take the new record on the road? I think so. I mean, that's the goal, right? You know, the best part of it, the most rewarding part of it, Obviously, my favorite part's being in the studio, but uh, but you know, there's there's a lot of gratification that comes along with getting out and performing it for the fans, and so we are fortunate to still be doing that. This last tour that we just finished was probably uh, the best tour, best response we've gotten uh, since you know 2013 when we first came back and did that New Kids on the Block uh, Boys to Men tour. So our fans are out there. We're hoping to tour the material not just nationally but internationally as well. We've got a great fan base there. And we're just excited to be back and still blessed and fortunate to be still be doing this for, for you know, now going on 30 years. Yeah, that I, I, uh, I when I was looking up the uh, the first Christmas album, I was like, wow, how can that be uh, <laughs> 24 years ago? And that wasn't your first release. So I'm doing the math. I'm like, that's that's crazy. How can that be? It's it was yesterday like yesterday I, I know and younger people are like yeah that's what all old people say but look you snap your fingers and blink your eyes and you're gonna be there too it goes so fast and for us it's been a you know kind of a whirlwind and and, it, and it's it's weird because our job isn't like a nine to five where you know you're kind we're kind of stuck in time where you know you don't really do the normal things you do in life so everything's sort of just is a blur <laughs> and uh and yeah it's gone by for, we started in 95 we formed in 95 so we're coming up on 29 years uh it'll be in in april of 2024 so we're almost to, to 30 years you know not to not to put put the cart too far in front of the horse but are, are there plans for a big 30th anniversary tour well, album anything well, the, the goal is to 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 let's let's see how this album does in 2024 and then you know obviously 2025 is a big year for us there's some talk about you know this big boy band tour where, where maybe backstreet maybe nsync and maybe us go out i mean i'm i'm, I'm not confirming anything i'm i'm wishing for it to happen <laughs> uh, of course uh but but yeah i mean we want to do something really big in 2025 you know for the for our fans but for us as well I mean, we're celebrating you know basically a family of ours that's been together for a long long time What's the best way for people to keep up with you? Is it through the 98 Degrees website, through social media, through your own stuff? Yeah, I mean, think it's all of the above. I mean, we're we're you know constantly on social media. We we know that we relate to the game and that because it emerged after you know we got started. But you know, we're getting better at it, and we certainly like to keep in touch with our fans and get the pulse on what they like, what they don't like. Uh, we've always been like that, regardless of social media. So all the social media stuff, we're on X, aka Twitter, Facebook, of course, Instagram, and our website's always a really great spot to to find out what's going on. And you guys have a YouTube channel too, right? That's right. You know what? We'd be remiss if we didn't have a YouTube channel. So yeah, we've got that, and and hopefully we'll be putting up a new video for "Got You," which is the first single, very very soon, probably you know maybe February March of this year, coming year. Okay, I'll make sure to put a link to the YouTube channel and your website. I'm assuming that on the website, there are probably links to all the social media and everywhere else. Absolutely. I really appreciate that. 
Oh, sure. Happy to. Um, anything that I've I've missed about either the the Christmas music, the first Noel just coming out or the new stuff that's on the way? No, I, I appreciate it, man. And we're really, really thankful. I mean, we just did this great thing with Talk Shop Live, which was a really cool. It's an e-commerce platform, which, you know, where we released, uh, you know, autographed versions of vinyl and CDs uh that, that we we're putting out of this album and you know a lot of people were like well i don't have a record player or cd player they're just they're, they're gonna work if you do but you get the digital version as well i don't think they did a good job of explaining that to people that you get the digital version too this is just kind of a collector's item but that's all all that stuff's available on our website oh very cool i'll make sure to link that too jeff it's been so much fun catching up with you thanks thanks for joining us today Thanks for having me, man. Continued success. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening and for continuing to support the Sounds of Christmas station and podcast. I told you how to listen to the station and you're already listening to the podcast. So my work here is just about done. All of our episodes are available on the Sounds of Christmas website. Just click the podcast tab. And we also have a link tree page that lists most, if not all, of the streaming sites that carry the podcast. So you can find your favorite, click on over and subscribe, and then you'll never miss another episode. If you have comments or suggestions on this episode, previous episodes, or the Sounds of Christmas Station, feel free to reach out to me on social media or through the website. Thanks again, and may you always believe in Santa Claus.